All my brags turned to facts. All my hunters turned to racks. All my ladies turned to snacks. SUVs black on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. If you'll do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So the Olympics, of course, is, is coming up to an end. I think it ends tomorrow or tonight, one of these days. And let's just stick to basketball real quick because there's been some incredible people. Shout out to Allison Felix for winning bronze. I think she won like her 10th medal, which is a record. Uh, shouts out to all the people that are winning medals back. You know, it, it, shouts out, what's her name? Sydney, Mag- I forgot her name, but she does the hurdles. Shouts out to her. There's been a lot of great performances in this year's Olympics. Uh, if you go over to basketball, we had Patty Mills had like a 38-point game against Team USA. Of course, Team USA is doing their thing with KD and Dame and everything. But the question, a question has been prompted. So if you have been watching the Olympic Games, Luka Doncic went crazy. Now, they did lose by, I think, two points to France Uh but Luka Doncic went crazy. I mean, he had a 40-point, 48-point game. He 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 had a triple-double his last game. Like, he went crazy. And the question is, is Luka Doncic, he's played himself to be in that conversation. Or to the question is now warranted, is Luka Doncic the best player in the world? First and foremost, let me, let me, let me state something. <laughs> I said the world caught up to Team USA. That that is not true. Now, what I said, the world has gotten better. That is true. The world has gotten the world has gotten a lot better. Uh, France has gotten better. Argentina has gotten better. Hell, Slovenia, who Luka Doncic plays for, they haven't been. I think that's the first time you know going to the Olympics, and they're you know they, they did their thing. So the world has gotten better. But to say that the world is catching up to Team USA. I wouldn't go that far. I know I said it. Uh, I know I said it last episode, but I had to. Re- I had to think. I had to think, and I'm retracting that because we had, we didn't send our best team. Now, yes, arguably our best player, and we'll talk about that in a second. Is playing one of our best players, or a couple of our best players are playing, but we didn't send our best team. We didn't send Steph Curry. We didn't send Le- LeBron James. We didn't send a healthy Anthony Davis. We didn't send. Kawhi Leonard like we didn't send our best team if we would have sent our best James Harden didn't go if we would have sent our best team I don't know how close these games will be now in 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 fairness Team USA has done their thing after the first two losses in the exhibition and the first loss to France they pretty much been steamrolling everybody and rightfully so I mean once you have some of the best players of course you're going to do that um but, like I said, the question is, is Luka Doncic the best player in the world? And with that, I'll say no. <laughs> but I will say this, and we've seen this time and time again. We saw this with Patty Mills. We see this with Rudy Gobert. We see this with, um, you know, uh, Dragic's brother. I think it's like Zaron or something like that. These players play a lot differently when it comes to, you know, the Olympics. Uh when when they when they play for their national team because I think it's more of a pride thing. Now, yes, of course, being in the NBA, you're playing with the best of the best, but it's more of a pride thing when you're playing for your country. 
And that's why you see the best out of players that shoot. Like, what? Like, Luis Scola, who was like 41 years old, he was hooping out there. Both Gasol brothers, Pau Gasol, who was playing for Barcelona last year, they were hooping. Like, people take pride in playing for their, for their national team. And on top of that, Luka Doncic has been playing national, like, you know, he's been playing for what? I think it was Real Madrid and playing for his national team since he was 16. So he understands the 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 Olympics and the nat you know FIBA or whatever you want to call it, their rules and, and the way that they officiate the game is a lot different than the NBA. And it kind of bows well to fouling and and some of the antics and stuff. Uh and and as you've seen, you know, it, it Team USA has taken time to to acknowledge it. Uh now that they've kind of caught on and of course you can slap the ball when it's on the rim. I, I, the reason why I will, I will say Luka Doncic is not the best player in the world is because of who the world still has. And I, I know that's kind of crazy to say, but again, to me, to be the best player in the world means you have to be the best player in the NBA. Because, of course, it's in the world. And there, a lot of players that's, of course, in the NBA are either playing for Team USA right now or didn't go. And in my opinion, I don't think Luka is better than uh, than uh, KD, who was playing for Team USA and had an incredible game against, I forgot who they just, oh, uh, Argent, uh, Australia. So I don't think he's better than KD. I don't think he's better than LeBron. I don't think he's better than Steph. Uh, I think, you know, but but I will say this. Because I'm not, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm downing Luka, but I'm not. Luka Doncic is arguably the best foreign player in the league right now. And I know that I, there's a lot of great foreign players in the league. When you talk about Nikola Jokic, who just won the MVP. You talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who just won the NBA, uh, NBA championship. Finals MVP uh, ended, the, ended the game six with a 50-pointer. Like, it's hard to... to it, there's a lot of great foreign players. Hell, if you want to talk about Canada, you have uh, what's his name? Ben, what's his name? Um, damn, what's his name? Andrew Wiggins. You know, they 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 now no Andrew Wiggins is now on the same level as Nikola Jokic and uh, Giannis. But there are some great players in the NBA that are foreign, that are overseas-born players, and Luka Doncic stands toe to toe with the best of them. Because of his skill set, he's able to put the ball on the ground. He's able to get any shot that he wants. He's a big frame. Um, his court vision is, is, is crazy. The one thing that he struggled with year one, which was his consistency and, well, his inconsistency late game, he's rectified that and improved on that. So Luka Doncic has gotten better. Now, I know, again, this he's still early in his career, but He's early in his NBA career. He's not really early in playing basketball because, like I said, he's been playing overseas since he was like 16. So, I, I I can I can rightfully say that while I don't know if I'll put him over a Giannis yet, I don't know if I'll put him over, you know, maybe a James Harden. That that's an argument that could be had. I I do think that he is one of the best, especially being how old I think he's like 22 or something like that. Especially being how young he is. To be in the category of one of the best, if not the best foreign player to play in the league right now, is saying something. Now, I will say this. 
while no, I don't think he's the best player, I do think that he has had the best uh, Olympic run as far as basketball. Now, I understand that Team USA and France are going to be playing for the championship. I also understand that um, he lost and he will be playing, as, as I'm recording this now, it hasn't played yet, but he'll be playing for the bronze against, I think it's Australia. But Luka Doncic, again, Slovenia has never went to the Olympics. I mean, I think they said that it's a population of 2 million. They've never went to the Olympics. And the fact that this is the first year they got to the Olympics because of his play and they got damn near to the NBA, I mean, to the championship, that's saying something. And the fact that, again, he had 30-point games. He's had a 48-point game. He had a triple-double. Like, Luka Doncic put it like he... He thrived when he needed to thrive. And, of course, he got his nation, or he got the nation of Slovenia, all the way to the semifinals, which is incredible. Uh, so, while no, I, I, I understand why the question was presented. Again, Luka Doncic, it's not just, it's not just uh, what he did in for the United States. I mean, what he did for the Olympics. What he's been doing in the NBA has been incredible. I mean, since he came in, he's looked like a vet. And we, we cannot forget what he did to the Clippers, even though they did lose. What he did to the Clippers in the bubble and what he did to the Clippers round one this year uh, in the playoffs, man. Luka is incredible. And Luke, the only the only thing that I can really the only gray area in his game is his defense. While, yes, he does play defense, it can be a little better, especially when we talk about uh, off-ball. Off-ball, he kind of like, he, he definitely looks at the, he, he he ball watches. But that's a nitpick. That's a nitpick. Luka Doncic is an incredible player. I just don't think that he's the best player in the world. I do think that you can have an argument. To me, there's only, the argument is only between him and Kevin Durant as who has been the best players in the in the Olympics as far as men's? Because women's, uh, Asia Wilson has been great. Uh, Brittany Griner has been great. Uh, what's her name? Um, Brianna Stewart has been great. We're just talking about on the men's side. On the men's side, I think that the argument, especially when we talk about basketball, can be that Luka Doncic and Kevin Durant have been the top two by a wide margin and maybe three probably like Patty Mills or something because Patty Mills has been really good or maybe Rudy Gobert. I don't, I don't know. Um, but no, to answer the question, I just, I don't think, I think Luka Doncic had an incredible run. I just don't think he's the best player in the world right now. I can say the argument can be had, is he top five in the world right now? As far as, is he a top five player? Like I said, I can't put him over Steph. I can't put him over KD. I can't put him over LeBron, but then it gets, you know, do you put him over uh, a James Harden? Do you put him over Anthony Davis? Do you put him over Nikola Jokic? Do you put him over uh, a Damian Lillard? Like, those are the conversations that can be had. So, shouts out to, even though they are playing for bronze, shouts out to uh, Luka Doncic for getting Slovenia even to a medal uh, or a medal game the first time they even made it to the Olympics. So, shouts out to him. Moving forward. So, the league, as far as the NFL, the NFL, the, the Hall of Fame game happened, what, two days ago uh, between the Cowboys and the Steelers, 
And when you hear the Hall of Fame game, of course, you have training camp and everything. You know the season's close. I think the season's about maybe five, five, four and a half weeks away. So what I wanted to do is these last few episodes, I want to, for every episode, I'm going to take a division. I'm going to take a division. I'm going to talk about the, the teams in the division, where they stand in the league. And then, of course, I'm going to rank the best from the worst in that division. And I want to start off, while to me this is probably going to be the worst division in the league, this is also has a lot of has a lot of storylines in it, and that is the AFC South. The AFC South, for people that don't know, consists of the Jags, the the Tennessee Titans, the Colts, and the Texans. Let's start with let's let's start with to me the team that's going to be the worst, and I think that's going to be the Houston Texans. The only reason why I think that's going to be the Houston Texans is because they can't get the quarterback situation right. And for people that don't know, I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. An, an article came out maybe two days, two, three days ago saying that the Texans, no, first, when Deshaun Watson reported to camp, this, the, the report came out saying now the Texans are willing to trade Deshaun Watson. They've seen that he doesn't want to be here. There's really no chance of keeping him. We're going, you know, we're going to try to, we're going to trade him. A report came out maybe two, three days ago now saying now the Texans have held calls or not, not answering back calls because they're trying to keep Deshaun Watson. They think they can change his mind and make him stay. Here's the thing, man. You ever have a, uh, a significant other where you're doing a lot? Like you're doing a lot to make the relationship happy or make the relationship good, make the relationship better. But the other person isn't really receptive to it or no matter what you do, the other it's just not working. That is what's happening with the Houston Texans right now. They're, I already said they missed the window with the draft for trying to trade Deshaun Watson. In fact, the best time to trade Deshaun Watson was he first came out and said, I don't want to be here. The diff, the, the thing is, the reason why I say that was the best, because, of course, before all that, that, you know, Deshaun Watson, at, at his best, is an arguable, like you can argue he's a top five quarterback in the league, and he's still young, he's still in his prime, which is very rare that a player of his caliber and his age hits like demands a trade. You don't really hear about that. So the fact that you have that type of talent, have that type of player, and I understand if you lose that type of player, you're not going to get really the same amount of composition because he is the prize. Deshaun Watson is the prize. And of course they, they get Tyrod Taylor, you know, cool. <laughs> Uh, but he's the pro Deshaun Watson is the prize. So I understand when you trade that away, you know, you're not going to get the same amount for Deshaun. Like you're not going to get another Deshaun Watson. The thing is though, when he says he does, he wants out, you want to trade him as quick as possible. Cause ever since, ever since that day, the more that you wait, the lower his, I'm not gonna say his value as far as he's still Deshaun Watson. He's still a top five quarterback, but the lower you'll the the least you'll get for him, 
because now you have the whole uh, sexual allegations thing going on. Now teams understand, oh, he's serious, serious. Like, he's not trying to come back. So why would I give you X amount when we can just wait it out? Now, I understand you'll probably have to wait maybe three or four years, but three or four years, he'll still be arguably close to, well, in his prime. So it's like the Texans have just been doing a horrible job. They just haven't been able to let go. Again, I understand you're not going to get another Deshaun Watson. I know that. But you can't, you're not. <sighs> there has been no indication that Deshaun Watson is even considering staying. I mean, you got a new coach in David Culley. You got, uh, you didn't really address the offensive line. I mean, you kind of addressed in the draft, but you really didn't. Um, the running, you, you got the running game right, but that's, I mean, okay. The receivers, the receiving core is not the best. So it's like Deshaun Watson wants to win and he wants to be in a situation where he can win. And the Texans have not given him the best situation. And the worst part about the Texans is their defense. Their defense is God awful. So the reason why I say I think they're going to be last is because they have way too much turmoil and they don't even have a quarterback that well, they don't even have a, a, a quality starting quarterback that wants to be there. Yes, you have Deshaun Watson, but again, he's made it crystal clear that he does not want to be there. So I just think it's going to be a rough season for them, especially with I know they got a quarterback in the draft. Um, and of course, you have Tyrod Taylor. And we'll have to see, of course, with Deshaun Watson. But I don't see Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans. Now, I understand you'll lose a lot of money, but he's made a lot of money. So it is what it is. Um, I just I just think that, that there's too much turmoil there. Uh, not to mention, <laughs> it's tough enough to have a great team and then have a new coaching staff. But when you have a team in turmoil and then get a new coaching staff, like that is that's that's tough, man. And while again, then that's why I, I said I felt bad for David Cully when he first got the job. I feel bad for David Cully because it's tough. You're put in a lose-lose situation. It's like, if Deshaun Watson wants to stay, that's the best-case scenario. If Deshaun Watson changes his mind and said he wants to stay, you still have a horrible offensive line. You still have a horrible receiving core. You still have a horrible defense. So it's like, while, yes, you have a top-five quarterback, he's throwing to, to uh, nobodies, pretty much. And, the, I mean, the running game is okay, but it's... The running game is not no not no playoff level running game. So, and if he does want to leave, it's like, what are you left with? You're you're not you're, the cupboard is quite bare. Uh, if Deshaun Watson leaves, so that's why I said it's pretty much a lose lose man for David Culley and the Texans. But the Texans are are pretty much getting in their own ways because why is Deshaun Watson still on the team? You have teams like the Panthers that have have made it clear that they still want Deshaun Watson. Teams like the Eagles that have said they want Deshaun Watson. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it at all. So, that's where I think the Texans sit. And that's why I think the Texans will probably be the worst team in the AFC South. The next team I'm going to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to be bad because they've been bad for a minute. Uh, don't let that one year that they went to the AFC Championship, don't let that fool you. They've been bad for a minute, but the reason why I think they're going to be bad is because they're young. 
and they still have they still have a pretty a pretty bad offensive line, even though they have a really good running back in Travis Etienne. They have the number one overall quarterback uh, that was in the draft last year, which was um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, of course, you have a new coaching staff uh, led by Urban Myers. So I just think they're going to be young. I think we do need to see. All right, so you got the – it's interesting to see – a lot of people said Trevor Lawrence is like the next coming of Andrew Luck. Now, I understand Andrew Luck retired early, but people that remember when Andrew Luck was playing, he was a top quarterback in the league. So a lot of people are saying he can be an Andrew Luck, maybe a Peyton Manning type player. Now, I understand that's that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of uh, praise gone to a player that uh, has not played in the league yet. But, you know. It's I'm interesting to see what, what's going to happen with them. They have a good running back in again, Travis Etienne. Even though, yeah, I don't know. Even though they're run, they're, they I, I think they're they're they have him listed as running back slash wide receiver. So I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Has he ever played wide receiver? I, I don't know. But and of course, I do want to f- see what happens if Tim Tebow uh rem- gets in that final round like is one of the last, you know, final roster spots. Uh, I do wanna, I do want to see that, but I think the Jags, like I said, they they're a young team. They're a young team and they 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 have a lot of growing pains to do, especially with a new quarterback, a, new, a pretty much new offense, even though their offensive line is still terrible and their defense is still terrible. Now the defense is 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 better than their offensive line, I'll tell you that, but it's not good. Like it's it's just bad. So you have a young quarterback, young uh, wide receiver, or young wide receivers, young uh, running back, a new head coach, a new coaching staff, um, and a piss poor offensive line and a pretty bad defense. So that that's all the recipe is bad. <laughs> but but I do think that this, see again with the Jags, you have to. The reason why I think that they'll be better. Then the Texans, let's say that. The reason why I think they'll be better than the Texans is because they have their quarterback situation. They know what their quarterback is. Like, they know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is better than Tyrod Taylor or has the potential to be better than Tyrod Taylor. They have a better running back to me and Travis Etienne. And they're just better. At least, I don't know about better coach yet. We need to see what David Culley can do. But they have their quarterback situation right. And if there's one thing... You can be a horrible team. You can be a horrible, horrible team. If you have, if you do not have your your quarterback, like in fact, let me say this: you can be an incredible team. You can have some of the best players in the world. If you do not have your quarterback situation right, it's 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 a no go. It doesn't matter how good you are. You cannot win a championship with a with a bad quarterback. Now, you can win a championship with a decent quarterback. We've seen that with Nick Foles. We saw that with Joe Flacco. We've seen that with Trent Dilfert. But you cannot win the Super Bowl with a bad quarterback. You you just can't. So, we'll definitely see what have to we'll have to see what happens with the Jags. Now, the next two teams is the most interesting teams, which is the Tennessee Titans and the Colts. Let's start with the Colts. And here's why I say these these two teams are the interesting teams. Because the Colts have a 
have a roster. And I talked about this last episode when we talked about Carson Wentz. But the Colts have a roster that could win a Super Bowl. You have a really good young uh, running back in Jonathan Taylor. You have a really, really good offensive line. You have an incredible uh, defense. You have a really good wide receiver core. You're coached well by Frank Wright. All you need is the quarterback. And they thought or they think that Carson Wentz is that guy now. Carson Wentz did get, you know, did have surgery, foot surgery, uh, and it's coming back that he, I, again, last last episode we talked, um, he was gone for five to twelve weeks. Now reports have come out that it's closer to five than twelve, which is good. He'll probably be around out until maybe week two, uh, maybe week three. The problem. The problem is, since then, Nelson, Nelson, Quentin Nelson has the same exact injury as Carson Wentz, had the same exact surgery, and of course, the same exact timeline, which is five to 12 weeks. The difference is, Quentin Nelson is dramatically bigger than, uh, than Carson Wentz. And when you're an offensive lineman or deep, when you're a big dude and you have foot problems, that, that doesn't bode well for anybody. So we definitely need to, and Quentin Nelson, for people that don't know, is one of the greatest centers to ever play the game as far as, you know, or one of the great offensive linemen to ever play football. I know he's young, but he's one of the greatest offensive linemen. So the fact that you're losing that is 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 detrimental. And that's why I think it's so interesting because when you look last year at the, the Indianapolis Colts, the thing that was holding them back was the quarterback position? Yes, Philip Rivers had an incredible, you know, career, uh, but he was he was over the hump. And this is not this is a fragile time, not only for this team, but this is a fragile time for the AFC as far as you don't want to go off and you don't want to start with a bad start in the AFC. You do, because when you have teams like the the Chiefs. When you have teams like the Ravens, when you have teams like uh, the Bills, like you don't want to start off bad. And the Colts don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. I mean, just the other day, Phillip Rivers came back, who retired, by the way, to go coach high school football, came out and said, hey, I haven't closed the door on an NFL comeback. Like, the, they don't even know who their, who their starting quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Jacob Eason? Like, who, who knows? But – um, yeah, you don't you don't want to go into a season with a lot of unknowns, and that's what they have right now. So, again, the one thing that we do know is, in totality, when everyone's healthy, they have a they have a Super Bowl caliber roster. But the problem is, you're hurt at your two most important positions, with it, which is the quarterback position. Well, let me say this. Your most important position is hurt, and your best player is hurt, which is Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson. Those two, that combination of injury right now, and both of them are foot injuries, it's 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 questionable. So we're definitely need to see what happens with the Colts. But I'm gonna put the Colts, I guess, second in that division. Because again, we don't you know, all the talent that they have, they could, they should be first, but we don't know with injury what's going to happen, especially starting off the season. 
And of course, the best team in the division, in my opinion, is the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, man, they had an incredible offseason because they landed the big fish. They landed Julio Jones. Now, you pair Julio Jones with A.J. Brown, with Derrick Henry, and of course, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. That is going to be monster. Now, we can't talk about the Tennessee Titans without talking about they do have a major weakness, and that is their defense. Their defense is not good. And they didn't really address their defense this offseason. They didn't do a good job, in my opinion, at all to address. Now, they did get a couple players, but they didn't really get the top players that they should have gotten for the defense. However... They have the best. They have the best coach in the division. They have the best running back to watch. They have the best offensive core in this division. They have the best defense in this division. No, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they do not. They have the second best defense. The Colts have the best defense, but they have a top. They have the second best defense in this division. I just think that the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans to me is a team like, how can I explain? The Tennessee Titans is a team like the, like the, the, mm. I'm trying to think of a team that is really good, but they just cannot get over the hump. They just won't get over the hump. Uh, it's It's like they get right there. And then they lose in the first round to uh, to the Ravens, or they lose in the in the conference finals after being, or yeah, the the division champion division championship, or the the second round of the division uh, playoffs <laughs> to the Chiefs or something like that's just they they're always that good. They just can't get over the hump, and uh, I just you know I think that. I don't think this year is going to be. I think getting Julio Jones definitely unlocks something that they've never had. They never had a. They of course AJ Brown is a quality number one, a quality number one. Of course Derrick Henry is arguably the best, one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. But you get somebody that can really kill you over the top with size. AJ Brown's not the tallest player, but you have now someone that can really go get the ball in Julio Jones, and. When healthy, in my opinion, Julio Jones is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think I, I think um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think the AFC South is going to be bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think the AFC South is going to be bad. But they're going to be interesting to watch due to the storylines. Like, what happens with Trevor Lawrence? How, you know, how does he – how does his – college game which was incredible how does that bode well or bold in the nfl of course what happens with deshaun watson with the texans and are the Texans is he gonna play is he not gonna play are the texans gonna uh trade him are they gonna force him to sit and, and lose money uh what happens with carson wentz and and quentin nelson and does a slow start if they do start to a, if they do go off to a slow start does that really hurt the colts especially towards playoff time and the Texans, how are they going to look with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and, and Ryan Tannehill? Can they, they, do they have the pieces to be a 
a, a, a top five offense, even though their defenses still need a lot of work. So I think the AFC South is going to be interesting. And next week or next episode, I guess we're going to look at the AFC West. I don't know. AFC West. We're going to look at another team in the AFC. I, I'll figure it out. But that's the AFC South. So, yeah, that's let's 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 keep it moving. So another big news is that Lionel Messi, uh, one of the greatest soccer players ever, or football, whatever they want, whatever you want to call it, players ever, will be leaving Barcelona. Now, this comes off maybe a week or two ago. A report came out and said they signed a, uh, they signed him to a five-year max or max deal. Um, but now a report came out yesterday saying that's not the case. They will be leaving. Now, what, what does that mean? First and foremost, for people that don't know, Barcelona, the team is in ex- an extreme amount of debt. Like the t- <laughs> money works differently. Of course, when we talk about, uh, international soccer and everything, Barcelona, I think is, uh, over a, over a billion dollars in debt. Now, I understand the team is worth more than a billion, but you're still in a billion dollars worth of debt. Um, it it's, it's like when you're in debt that much, you can't just sign players to anything. And I understand that they don't have the salary cap, you know. In fact, basketball and football, NBA and NFL are the only two leagues that have salary caps. But when you're in that much debt, they're going to, I think La Liga is going to step in and be like, yo, hold on. You're already in debt, my guy. It's it's not, it's not going to happen. Like, no. And when the fact that, you know, you already owe not only the league that much money, but players and everything, you can't re-sign Lionel Messi. And the relationship with Barcelona has already been pretty much scorched with Lionel Messi. The only reason I guess he will stay due to contracts, uh, of course, with the fans and everything. So he already wanted out of Barcelona. And I guess the money was the only thing keeping him. But now that you can't sign the extension and his his contract is up, he's like, oh, I'm gone. <laughs> and and it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that a, a club as, you know, you know, let me say it like this. Soc- Barcelona is, of course, a legendary club. It has produced some of the greatest players, um, but none of them have been close to the legacy that Lionel Messi has um has led. I mean, he had 810 professional games, 683 uh, goals, 10 La Liga titles, 7 Copa del Rey championships, 4 Champions League championships, and 3 FIBA Club World Cups. Lionel Messi and 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 he has a plethora of uh like pretty much MVPs. I forgot what it's called like the the something like that. It's it, he he pretty much has like a plethora of MVPs. Lionel Messi will go down as one of, if not the greatest, soccer player ever. Now you have Pele, you have uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you have a lot of you know players that you can definitely put up there. 
But Lionel Messi's name, like it, it say you even if you don't think Lionel Messi is the best, there's not too many people's names that you can say before you get to Lionel Messi. And again, it's unfortunate. Uh because think look just a couple years ago. You know, Leon, uh they had Messi, they had Neymar, they had Suarez, like they had a big three. And of course they were winning left and right. And now when you look up <sighs> Messi's gone, Suarez is gone, Neymar's gone. Like it's 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 unfortunate for a club. Now, of course, the club is going to survive is Barcelona, but I just think when you lose a a player of this caliber, um, it's 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 tough. It's I'm not gonna say it's tough to rebound because again, it's Barcelona, but you're never to me. There's never going to be a Lionel Messi. I mean, he's been he's been 810 game professional games like. That that is incredible, you know. And now the speculation of where he's going to go. You have Chelsea that you know uh, PSG has has thrown their name in the ring. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that if if he goes to PSG, that's going to be crazy with him, Neymar, uh, Mbappe. Like uh, it's that's going to be that's going to be insane. Um, it's I don't know. Of course, maybe Juventus, but that I, I think that's going to be a lot harder than than anything. Of course, with his contract and Cristiano Ronaldo. But imagine Ronaldo and Messi playing on the same team. That you know what I'm saying. Um, and 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 the thing is, a lot of people wanted to make the argument. Well, Messi is pretty much like washed up or whatever, bro. He just won a World Cup for Argentina, so. Um, <sighs> And he, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to go. It's unfortunate for Barcelona. Shouts out to Messi because he's been, he's been wanting to get out of uh, Barcelona for the longest. And the thing that I guess has kept him it, there is money and uh, contracts and the fact that now he's a free agent. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see where he goes. Uh, again, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest soccer player ever. So, um where he goes, def- definitely, and, and you know he's great. He he kind of has like a, it's like Ronaldo and and Lionel Messi kind of have a LeBron James KD type feel, as far as their those two when healthy, clearly the best players in their sport. And it's like, it's 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 really seismic wherever they go. I I mean I know you remember when KD went to Golden State, when KD went to Brooklyn course when LeBron went to Miami when LeBron went back home when LeBron went to Lakers it's seismic wherever they go so I'm definitely interested to see where Kimba I mean where uh Lena Messi goes so there's that and moving forward and lastly what we're going to talk about is uh so Kimba Walker agrees to a buyout for the Thunder and is going to the Knicks that's not really the story. Well, let me say this. A lot of people are now saying that this makes um this is a a a, a great well let me say this is a, a championship type move for the Knicks. Um this is a huge move for the Knicks. I'm gonna say this. It really depends on the Kimball Walker that the Knicks get. If the Kimball Walker, if the Knicks get the Kimball Walker that was playing for Charlotte, then yes, this 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 is huge. Um, Kimball Walker is a bona fide scorer. He's from New York, so definitely you know 
the, that those home ties. Um, Kimball Walker is still, at his best, an incredible offensive talent. But that's just the thing. We haven't seen him at his best for a while due to injuries, due to knee injuries and lower extremity injuries. And it's like a player that shifty who relies, who who is that close to the ground because he's a shorter player, and he continues to get hurt when we talk about lower in, lower uh, body injuries, that starts to weigh on the body. And as we saw when he was with the Celtics, he had some incredible games, but he was so inconsistent due to injury, due to the fact that, you know, he's either coming back from an injury or he's not playing due to injury. And it's like, what? who are the Knicks getting? You know, like, are you getting the Kimba that we've seen over the last few seasons that has dealt with a lot of injuries who he's never really been a defender, but his offense has gone down due to the fact he has been inconsistent because of injury, or are you getting the Kimba from Charlotte? If you're getting the Kimba from Charlotte, then yeah, great, great move. Um, if not, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And the question bolds. Now, of course, there's still the, the free agency period is still not done. I mean, we just saw Kelly Oubre sign with the Hornets. Uh, Andre Gudala went back to the, to the, to the, uh, Indy, what's Indianapolis? Went back to the, Golden State Warriors. The question is, who improved the most as far as right now in free agency? Uh, you have the Lakers, who got a, a whole bunch of people, Russell Westbrook, Melo, uh, Malik Monk, uh, Trevor Reza came back, Dwight Howard. Uh, yeah, they got some players. Of course, you have the Heat that have that signed uh, – Jimmy Butler to an extension. You get P.J. Tucker. You get Kyle Lowry. Uh, there, there's been some moves. The Bulls got DeMar DeRozan, got Lonzo Ball. I would say the team that got better. is pro- The team that, got, that improved the most probably is the Heat. Due to the fact that. You lean into what you do best, which is defensive. You, you now you, the the Heat have always been a defensive minded team, especially getting Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not the greatest scorer, of course, but he is a defensive minded player. You have Bam Adebayo, and now that you get Kyle Lowry, and and that's the one thing that, that's what I need to. That's what we need to see. I don't think they're done. Make they can't be done making moves because. The one thing that they struggled with is the one thing that they have not really addressed, and that is scoring. Now, yes, you did. They did re-sign um, Duncan Robinson to an extension, but I think it was like ninety million or something like that. But they struggled mightily when it came to scoring the ball. That's one big reason why they lost to the the Milwaukee Bucks in round one because they couldn't keep up with them scoring. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Milwaukee Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, won the championship, but they aren't the best. They're not the best scoring team. They're not scoring juggernauts. They're not the Brooklyn Nets. And they haven't really addressed that. But what they did do is they leaned on what they do best and pretty much revved it up to 1,000, which is you sign, re-sign, again, Jimmy Butler. You bring Kyle Lowry, who while he's the, he's an older player, he's still an incredible defensive player, uh, defensive guard. 
you bring back PJ or you bring PJ Tucker, and of course, uh, bam. So it's like that is a defensive team. Now I need to see what they do offensively. I think if they would have got maybe a, I think that they 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 should have gotten or try. I don't know if they tried harder, but if they could have afforded him. But I think that Demar Derozan would have been great for this team. Um, because they need a score, and DeMar DeRozan is strictly scoring. Uh, even though he's not really a three-point shooter, you still have Tyler Urell, you still have Duncan Robinson. You need someone that can put the ball on the ground and go get a bucket. And while Jimmy Butler can kind of do that, he's not the most consistent at that. DeMar DeRozan is. So I thought when I heard uh, reports of them getting DeMar DeRozan, I thought that would be huge. And Kyle Lowry, of course, can score a little bit, but he's not a re- as reliable as a scorer as you want to be. So I would say the Heat probably improved the most, but again, I think that even in that, you have we have to wait and see uh, how it goes. I do. I am very curious about the Lakers because I mean that's the oldest team in the in, in NBA history. You know what I mean? Now they have a lot of players that do a lot of. Things. I mean, you have Russell Westbrook, who is an incredible athletic player. LeBron, AD. The Lakers have a lot of good players, but only one of their players is in is in the like in the middle of their prime, and that's AD. And that player has had trouble staying on the floor due to injury. Now, I'm not saying LeBron James is trash. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is trash, but their 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 best days are behind them. Um, same as Dwight Howard, same as Trevor Reza, same as you know Wayne Ellington. Now, of course, Wayne Ellington can shoot the ball. Um, Trevor Reza can shoot the ball, but they don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers. It's a young team. They lost Alex Caruso. I mean, it was an old team. They lost Alex Caruso, who was a really good on-ball defender for guards. I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers, but it is this. But there you have it. That has been this week or today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have a lot of designs, a lot of different colors. Go pick out your favorite. Hey, man, go get your swag today, my guy. I said swag? Ugh. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to say swag. Go get your merch today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers, so anything will help. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Escobar season begins Touch up the game like a photo edit Camera roll like Oscar Michaud They got a roll of credits Like Rome came in and Kemet And they stole the essence Before they watered it down And taught us bogus lessons Written in stone Write whatever in your history books Me and ancient Egyptian skin tone Had similar looks On my trip out to Cairo I felt home on arrival I swam in the Red Sea Took a boat on the Nile It's in my blood to drive these cars And live as laws Escobar cigars Avoiding the prison bars Nas I deserve the threads in my closet, big boy deposits, Nike shares and stock tips. Catching up with those who had a head start, used to get eviction notices that had a red mark. The lights was out, that's why we sipped dark. Acting the fool at the pool in Queensbridge Park. Niggas would not survive in my hood, pull up with all of my jewels on the Nas is good. Nas is good. My nigga Nas is good.
it so much, I go out in a blazing shootout. You say, I can't come out there. I throw it all away. Fuck it. Big shout out to DU forever. His brother Herb, R.I.P. Now y'all woke, I'm laughing at niggas. Y'all used to say not talking to anti-establishment business. Look at my settlement cases, gave they asses some stitches. Used to put bottles to faces, all we ask is forgiveness. My past story full of sin, somehow I got a cleanse. Back in 2010, Department of Justice wrote me looking for one of my friends. I ain't know where he was at, didn't even have a hint. And even if I did, a nigga I never snitch. Cheat code, I walked into my greatness. Freak hoes throw they pussy a party, okay then. Raised by a queen, that's the only reason I made it. King's disease, the recurrence, that should reinstate it. Death to the pessimistic mind state. Lack of hope, low spirit, motherfuckers. Life to kings, getting the king's ransom, living handsome. Ha. Yo, head, we did it. <laughs>